What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you're having a great Tuesday night. Thank you for joining me. We have a lot to talk about. On tonight's show, we will take a look at the Dallas Cowboys game versus the Raiders. We will talk about one offense trend that, in my opinion, must change before the Thanksgiving game. We will also talk about the Raiders themselves, a not-too-early look, because we usually do early looks on Tuesdays. But hey, this is a short week, so it might not be that early for a look at the next opponent. Then we'll talk about Jason Garrett, first NFL coach to be fired this season, and that is including coordinators, position coaches, and even head coaches. He's the first to be fired. We'll talk a little bit about that. And finally, we'll close the show with some thoughts on the MVP conversation because we briefly touched on it last night, but I have some more thoughts to share with you. What is up, Tom Downey's Burner account? I, I, I don't know what Burner does. Like, I imagine that Burner goes, either he has a great creativity and I respect that, or he goes looking for Chuck Norris jokes and then just changes the Parsons name uh, and then replaces the Chuck Norris name with Michael Parsons. This is today's comment. When Microsoft sends updates to Parsons' computer, they, they accept his terms and conditions. Shout out to Burner account. Also, what is up, Asmodeus, Tommy, Dallas, Junk, Modelo Time. I see you guys. Also, Charlene Evans. Also shouting out Stevie Mac, who, as always, is reminding you to hit that like button. And, of course, share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Burner Account also has a question that I don't, I don't know that I can answer that. He says, how did it only take the Giants 26 games to get rid of Jason Garrett and it took Dallas a decade? A decade. Hey, listen, I don't know why the Cowboys took so long uh, in firing Jason Garrett. It's unfortunate that he's moving on from the Giants. Like, it sucks. I know we have our feelings on Jason Garrett, but at the end of the day, you know, the holidays are right around the corner, and it kind of sucks that he got fired. But you cannot, you cannot question why the Giants did that, right? Like, it was just a matter of time. Season low in yards per play, in points per game, and in first downs for the Giants on Monday night after losing 30-10 to 10 to the Tampa Bay Bucks, Junior Leos says, Jason Garrett got fired. Wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys get him back. I would be surprised. I know I, I have seen this around social media. I understand the logic behind it. I don't know how healthy it would be, though. Listen, Jason Garrett, I don't know if he's a, a proud guy or not, but even if you don't have like that negative pride on you, I don't know how healthy it would be for the Dallas Cowboys organization to bring him back. And I know that the argument has been, hey, he's a good talent evaluator and stuff like that, but I, I just don't know if it's worth it. I don't know that he's good enough to bring him back and have that awkward situation in the front office. But yeah, I, I, I have seen that comment. The, uh, I, I know that John Williams from Inside the Star, for example, threw it out on Twitter. Dan Rupert as well. I get their logic. I'm not going to lie. I get it. But I was a little bit surprised uh, with it. I, I don't think that the Cowboys bring him back at all. But anyways, guys, now that more of you are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. Here we go.
Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on ADC Sports Dallas. Dallas on the man sports talk network with a lot more content coming throughout the entire season and especially this week. We have a lot in store for you guys on the site for Thursday's Thanksgiving game at adcsportsdallas.com, adcsports, excuse me, .com slash Dallas. Uh, I wouldn't mind Garrett in his counting type of role, says TV Mac. Lalito Flores, what is up, man? Thank you for joining the show. Of course, shoot me a DM and we can we can make that happen, of course. Thank you, Lalito, for being here in the show. Shoot me a DM uh, on Twitter or on Primero Cowboys if you want, and we can make it work. Tommy says somebody locked Jerry in a closet before he brings Garrett back as a consultant. Please no more cap, coach clap in any capacity in Dallas. So people don't like uh, the idea of bringing Jason Garrett back. I, I agree with it. I don't think it would be as terrible, though. I would just not like it. I don't think that it's worth it. I, I Even if he's a good member for the front office, I don't know that he's that good to justify bringing him back. Dario, we will talk more about Tyron Smith in a few moments and whether or not Dallas Cowboys win on Thursday. But before we do that, let me tell you, in my opinion, one offense trend from the Dallas Cowboys that needs to change in order for the Cowboys to get back on track versus the Raiders. I went back, watched the game again. It was a painful experience. Once again, finally got the old 22 and dove into it. There was an interesting trend that I did not really like. The Cowboys played a lot of 11 personnel, and I'm not against that. I think that playing 11 personnel in today's NFL is just simply put too smart. But at one point, it became weird. What I was looking for specifically when diving into the tape was how did the Cowboys adjust when CeeDee Lamb was done for the game? So in other words, what did the Cowboys do offensively to change things up in the second half without their top two starting wide receivers behind Michael Gallup. Now, I, I didn't see anything special, to be honest, but I was surprised at the numbers of the personal groupings that the Cowboys went out in. So I will tell you what the numbers that I found. First and foremost, 11 personnel groupings. The Cowboys only used this 27 times, not only, excuse me, only was the wrong word. The Cowboys went out there in 11 personnel, 27 snaps. Only once did they go out to the field in 12 personnel. That means with two tight ends on the field and one running back. And then only once did they went out in 21 personnel, two running backs and one tight end. And a big asterisk there because it was not really 21 personnel. It was really just six offensive linemen because it was a play in which Connor Williams entered the game as a fullback, somewhat imitating what the Cowboys were doing with Connor McGovern. I don't know that in a game in which you're down Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb that you don't that you go want to go out there in 11 personnel that much. I would have imagined that the Cowboys were willing to use a little bit more of 21 personnel or 12 personnel, just like they did versus the Patriots. Now, the Cowboys had their two starting wide receivers versus New England, but they were so efficient. And we talked about it on primetime when it happened. The Cowboys were great using 12 personnel, getting Sean McKeon out there on the field as well, Dalton Schultz, two tight ends on the field. Of course, it wasn't uh, Sean McKeon back then. 
But you get my point. I think that it, it would have helped the Cowboys get a running game going, maybe. And I'm not talking about establishing the run in that old school kind of way. But I just, I would have liked it if the Cowboys tried to get something going offensively that didn't involve just throwing the football. Because the Cowboys were throwing it short of the sticks. They were throwing it near the line of scrimmage. I think that the Cowboys felt a little bit too just once they lost CeeDee Lamb. And I think that the main concern for the Cowboys throughout the entire game should have been the execution. But I also think that the game planning and Kellen Moore and play calling were a, a, an issue as well, especially in the second half. I believe that for the Cowboys to get back in track on Thursday, we should see more 12 personnel. We should see more 21 personnel get Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard on the field at the same time, even if it's not in gadget plays, but get them in there and try to change things up, especially on Thursday when you're likely to be down to starting wide receivers. Because we might be a little bit optimistic that CeeDee Lamb is making it back on time, but we won't know until tomorrow. By the way, there was a report earlier today from Brianna Dix saying that the Cowboys are going to work out CeeDee Lamb tomorrow and that workout will dictate whether or not number 88 will be ready to go versus the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day. But it's more than likely, it's more than likely than, than that, that it's not happening, probably. So anyways, uh, shout out to Charlene Evans, by the way. Thank you for your donation and your comment. Mauricio, your content is always appreciated. Evening and morning shows are awesome. Today is salute to Stevie Mac for doing a great job as moderator. That is absolutely well-deserved. Thank you to Charlene Evans and also shout out to Stevie Mac because Charlene uh, makes a great point. Stevie Mac deserves all of the respect. Stevie Mac says we definitely need to change the channel name from ADC Sports to AD Charlene Sports. I, I will see if we can get that through our bosses. I'm not sure about it, but I will see what we can, we, 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 we can do about it. Uh, thank you to Charlene Evans and also shout out to Stevie Mac. And thank you for the great donation and, of course, for the comment. A big round of applause as well for, uh, as we were saying, Stevie Mac for his job. Dalton Schultz is going to have to be efficient for us on Thursday, but we will also need to see a little bit from Sean McKeon. And that would be my question from me to you guys in the chat. Do you agree or disagree with all of this? Do you agree or disagree the Cowboys should use Sean McKeon more on Thursday? I, I am really assuming right now if I had to bet, and I, and I might be proven wrong tomorrow, hopefully I am, but I would be surprised if CeeDee Lamb makes it back on time. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out because, hey, everything is possible. And at the end of the day, we talked about a concussion protocol last night. It is technically possible for him to, to make it back. There is not a set amount of days that he has in order to come back, but rather there are five steps in the concussion protocol for him to be cleared. I'm not sure that CeeDee Lamb makes it back on time. So I would assume that the Cowboys will use a little bit more of Sean McKeon and a little bit more of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott at the same time. To me, it is honestly quite unacceptable that the Cowboys went out there to the field in an 11 personnel all of the second half except for two plays because that was it. They, they were in 11 personnel throughout the entire second half except for two plays. When you are down Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, I honestly believe that is somewhat unacceptable. 
And I think this relates a little bit to what we were talking about last night, a lesson to be learned for Kellen Moore. 2020, he dealt with some injuries, of course, at the quarterback position, but that is different than adjusting week to week in a season in which you are actually a contender with a starting quarterback and that you are out there adjusting for, for example, wide receiver absences. So hopefully the Cowboys are able to turn the page versus the Raiders and use a little bit more of their strengths on offense instead of, you know, fully trusting Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, and even Malik Turner. Because I know that we were somewhat uh, upset at Noah Brown for the drops that he had versus the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, do we, should we really be asking that much from Noah Brown? I know they're pro players. I know we're expecting them to make that catch. But at the end of the day, I don't think that is what decided the game versus Kansas City. Anyways, uh, of course, many people are agreeing in the chat. Yes, Yusuke more especially in the past game, missing Yarwin right now. Dario says, Use the, utilize the tight end more across the middle. Joel Wilson says, agree. And the seam might be a big area of the game versus the Raiders, by the way, on Thursday's game. Because the Raiders are a cover tree team, first and foremost. Their defensive coordinator is Gus Bradley. So the seams will be big on Thursday's game, I believe. Run the ball to Joel Wilson. I think so too. Sick and Pollard together. Why are we not running clock management? Says Joel Wilson. And I know that clock management has been an issue for Mike McCarthy ever since he has been a head coach, maybe in the NFL. It is something that has always been pointed out as a weakness of his. I've shared my thoughts though on, on Twitter that and on here actually on the show that towards the end of the first half, when the Cowboys actually throw that interception to City Lamb in the play in which he was concussed, I am not all anti, you know, not asking for the timeout. I think that the Cowboys should have done so, but I don't necessarily hate it because I do think that it was about the Cowboys liking what their the Kansas City Chiefs defense was showing, right? They had a single high safety. The Cowboys play a four verticals concept on that interception. And I don't hate the Cowboys betting on Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. They were aiming for a one-on-one situation in the end zone with number 88. It is the best, probably the best wide receiver available for the Cowboys at that moment. You want to put the game in the hands of two of your best offensive players? Hey, I'm all for it. Go for it. But Dak Prescott underthrows the ball, clearly. Forces the throw and City Lamb fails to gain any kind of separation. So just an overall bad play, but I don't like, I don't hate the Cowboys' decision to bet on these two guys in order to put the game a little bit closer in the scoreboard. Stevie Mack says regarding the Sean McKeon talk, even if it's just as a blocker to help the O line out. And this is the key aspect of it. I agree with what Stevie Mack is saying. You're not necessarily. You're not necessarily putting Sean McKee on, uh, on that formation in order for him to be a pass catcher. But the 21 personnel, no, the, excuse me, the 12 personnel side of things, you might just be doing it to help the pass protection out. Tyron Smith will be back on Thursday. It is more than likely, I believe. That is the expectation right now. He's practicing. By the way, he was a full participant on today's practice. So with Tyron Smith back, if you can get some 12 personnel involved in, in the run game, 
I would really appreciate it. I think that would be interesting. Uh, this is a massive game for Gallup, says Tom down his burner account. He needs to show he can be a wide receiver one, especially if he wants that money. And it will be, I, I agree with what burner account is saying, but I will also say, I will also say that, you know, to be fair, it would be hard for me to evaluate, fully evaluate Michael Gallup based on this game. It is a big game for him, and he can really make a name for himself out of it. But also, more than likely, Gus Bradley's defense. Hey, hopefully. I think he's an experienced coach. I think he can figure out what's up in this game, and he can adjust a little bit and maybe even deviate a little bit from his usual game plan. I think Gallup will face a lot of bracket coverage. I think we will see a lot of double coverage on him because it's not only about him being placed at a number one position on the team, but it's also about who's playing number two and who's playing number three. So maybe if you take Gallup out of the Cowboys and you put him on another team as a number one guy, but you have starting caliber wide receivers at number two and at number three, then you might get a better performance out of him. But in this particular situation, you might be seeing him in a very tough position with Cedric Wilson as a number two wide receiver and Noah Brown as a number three guy. It is a different situation for him. So I don't know. I feel like if he has a bad game or a good game, I don't know how much we can really know about him. Well, actually, if he has, if, if he has a good game, it will likely be a huge statement. But if it's a bad game, I don't know how much we can make out of it because it will likely be because of him facing consistent racket coverage and maybe not getting a lot of help from the other receivers. On the other hand, though, that, that, uh, that brings us back to the 12 personnel talk and the 21 personnel talk. If you are making the other team respect the run game, you might open more situations for Michael Gallup to win in the passing game because you might be asking the Raiders to not be as focused on Michael Gallup throughout the entire game. So yeah, it, it does, it does, it is a difficult situation for this Dallas Cowboys team. Fortunately for them, I think that the Raiders defense has not been that if that consistent and efficient throughout the entire season. There is one player to look out for though, and that is KC Hayward. KC Hayward at cornerback. Of course, he was signed by the Raiders. And this guy might be one of the most valuable cornerbacks this season. I think that in about 368 coverage snaps, he has yet to allow a touchdown. So shout out to Casey Hayward. He's doing a tremendous job at cornerback. And I don't know that he will travel with Michael Gallup because, again, the Raiders are primarily a cover three football team, defensively speaking. So maybe he will not travel with Michael Gallup, but he will be a player to look out for while the Cowboys aim to exploit the rest of the of the football field also because the Raiders will likely be able to get some pressure on Dak Prescott but I wouldn't expect it to be a similar game to what we saw versus the Chiefs in terms of the offensive line consistently being a chaos situation for Dak Prescott because sure they have Max Crosby who is who has been playing lights out this season and they have some other important you know talent along that defensive line but I don't know that the Cowboys will be in a similar situation because one, we are betting on Tyron Smith to be back. Two, Steve Spagnuolo was so aggressive with the blitzes and the Cowboys were apparently not ready for it. I would 
Hope that the Cowboys are ready for that if Gus Bradley is, is out there to be aggressive on this game, which seems a little bit unlikely in my opinion. But anyways, I think that the Cowboys will have a better matchup on this game in the offensive line, especially because of Tyron Smith, though. That is the number one thing. Uh, do a little less eye color. You know what I mean, says guard. Uh, I, I would assume that maybe he means, maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, excuse me, because I'm not entirely sure if this is it. But maybe, you know, don't get too fancy with the offense. I don't know if that's what Garth was meaning. Uh, Micah at Mike or Edge on Thursday or both, says Dallas Young. Good question from, Dal uh, from Dallas Young. And this actually might shed a little bit of light on it. And I was surprised by this stat. I actually had to go back and I looked for three different websites because I thought that I was reading these stats a little bit uh, wrong because I was so surprised with these numbers. Last week versus the Bengals, when the Raiders got blown out in the fourth quarter, because if you take a look at that game closely, you will see that the Raiders were being competitive versus Cincinnati. They're in a three-game losing streak, by the way. And for the Raiders, it's not much about how they've looked in terms of health, like the Cowboys, that they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. The Raiders, I think it has been more about the mental side of things for the team. You know, the John Gruden scandal, the Henry Rocks, so unfortunate accident. All of that has impacted the Raiders one way or another. Derek Carr, in my opinion, has been so impressive when speaking to the media, when speaking to the players, and he has shown what kind of a leader he is. But on the football field, he is in a bad streak of games. He has not looked the same in the past three games for the Raiders. So the Raiders need to get back in terms of offensive production and defensive consistency, in my opinion. One of the problems for the Raiders was versus the Bengals, their wide receivers saw only six targets. That number is right. Six targets. I had to go to three different websites to confirm this and be sure that I was not messing up something when I talked to you about it on the show because I was so impressed by these numbers. And here are the actual numbers. Darren Waller, tight end, one of the best in the NFL and one of the most dangerous players for this Cowboys game in particular. Darren Waller had eight targets. Hunter Renfro had four targets and Say Jones had two targets. So Hunter Renfro and Say Jones were the only two wide receivers on the Raiders who saw any kind of passing target last Sunday. That is not how you're going to produce on offense. I think we would all agree on that. The rest of the targets were seven for Josh Jacobs, two for tight end Foster Moreau, and two for Kenyon Drake. So not great for the Raiders' offense. Hopefully that, that happens, though. Hopefully that changes, in my opinion for the Raiders. Like if I were a Raiders fan, I would be aiming for this to change. I didn't mean hopefully from a Dallas Cowboys perspective. I apologize for that. I, I tripped there. But anyways, uh, for the fifth week in a row, we get a D-Law is close as APJ. Shout out to Cowboys Corner. Thank you for being here in the show. I appreciate you. Julian Webb saying with no lamp, Dallas should run their wide receivers out of a stack posting so they will not get pressed and can create pick routes. Run routes between the zones, says Daddy Puig. Garth Everton says, like your show, though. Shout out to Garth, and thank you for being here. I failed to see if, you know, if I got a, a clarification in that comment. I'm sorry for not 
reading that right. Jesse Science said, offensive line needs to step it up and Cowboys will win the rest of the games. And actually, here we go, by the way, uh, question for you guys in the chat. On a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you on the Cowboys getting back on track versus the Raiders? How confident are you on the Cowboys getting back on track this Thursday on a scale from 1 to 10? It might be a difficult question because recency bias might get in the way, but the Cowboys are seven-point favorites this Thursday. We are expecting the Cowboys to play without Amari Cooper. That is a fact. And we're also expecting the Cowboys to play without CeeDee Lamb as he continues to fight the concussion protocol, right? So a lot of varied answers right out of the gate. Stevie Mack with the specific answer, 7.23. He had to get the calculator out in order to reach that conclusion. I appreciate the, the you know, the accuracy from Stevie Mack. Jessica says seven. Peter goes with seven. That's more or less the, the same. Jesse says, who cares about the Raiders? Let's talk Cowboys. Hey, listen, the Cowboys are not playing alone out there. I understand your point, but here in prime time, we always like to, to you know, look at the opponent and look what the Cowboys challenge is that that's why we care about the Raiders because the Cowboys are actually playing them two days from now 10 says Gregory Beryl Killer says 10 Mr. Fantasy Football goes with a low six Cowboys Nation goes with very confident Garth goes with nine Dario you would have put you you should have put 10 my my man he says 9.99 and Tom down his burner account goes I'll let you know tomorrow after the injury report comes out I will say an eight and of course, it also has to do with the injury report. Mr. Fantasy Football, indeed, the game is on Thanksgiving at 3.25 p.m. Central Time. I will go with an 8. Listen, I think that the Cowboys get back on track. I think that the Cowboys will look like clearly the best team on the football field on, uh, on Thursday. But I, 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 the, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the Cowboys getting something going on offense without their top two wide receivers. But I'm going to trust Kellen Moore. I know that we were not very happy with Kellen Moore and the offense in general on Sunday, but I will, you know, I will take more into consideration what has gone on most of the games for the Dallas Cowboys. And that has been a week-to-week aggressive adjustment from the Cowboys offense to the opponents that they're facing. So I don't know if that my hypothesis, as we were talking about earlier on the show, is that the Cowboys will use a lot more of 21 personnel and 12 personnel. I'm not sure if that's exactly the route that Kellen Moore will take on this game, but I fully trust him and Mike McCarthy and, of course, Joe Philbin to get this team back on track. Listen, Dalton Schultz has been a good tight end for the Cowboys so far. We trust Michael Gallup to get some, at, at least some double coverage thrown his way. And we've also seen Cedric Wilson be quite clutch for the Cowboys in 2021. Maybe not a lot on Sunday, but now the Cowboys are ready for this. That that should be different. The Sunday game was on the road versus the Chiefs against a resurging defense. The Cowboys didn't know until Friday that they were not playing with Amari Cooper. The Cowboys maybe didn't know about Tyron Smith not playing either. We will not be sure about that maybe ever. But I think that the Cowboys maybe were a little bit optimistic in getting Tyron Smith back on Sunday. 
and then decided to be conservative and not get him back until the short week game, which is the Raiders one. Try to avoid that short week effect. Against the Broncos and Chiefs, I heard McCarthy and his pressers say they spent a lot more time watching film because it's an uncommon opponent. Both games will look like crap. Maybe practice more, says APJ. I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I usually tend to think that we overthink things like that, but APJ might be onto something with his comment. He might be onto something. Now, Bit Washington, right? Says Tom down his burner account. Well, maybe I missed something in the chat. But let's get let's be worried about Washington later. Maybe I missed something in the chat though. Pete Schultze says TV Mac. Hey, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, they're talking about three years ago when the Cowboys beat Washington. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And yeah, this is more than this is one important thing, as Daddy is saying, the Raiders are in turmoil right now. So I think that the Cowboys get the win on the road and Tommy says so are the Cowboys but hey I think it's a little bit different for the Cowboys the Cowboys are uh have lost two out of their last three the Raiders have lost three straight but the Raiders have so much going on like out of the football field and the Cowboys these are football related problems most of them Jerry Jones by the way was mad about the Amari Cooper situation on 105.3 to fan today he has a right to be right, though, in my opinion. He was talking about, you know, the Cowboys and Amari Cooper and how it's an individual decision. But when the consequences get here, they are team consequences. But Amari Cooper is a great guy. We know that about the Dallas Cowboys. We know that. But hopefully he's back uh, soon. And as we talked about last night, there is somewhat of a blessing in these guys in terms of getting some rest for his hamstring. Jerry Jones also talked about it today on the radio. But anyways, moving on to the next topic of today's show. This is my question for me to you guys. Truth or false? Jason Garrett will find a way back into coaching in the NFL. Jason Garrett was fired from the Giants, former Dallas Cowboys head coach. Wanted to touch on this topic briefly because, of course, it was such an important person for the Cowboys organization for about 10 years. And I've seen a lot of people saying that, hey, this is it for Jason Garrett. He's not finding he's not finding a way back into coaching in the NFL. I don't agree with it. And I see that, you know, I see that most of the people in the chat agree with this as well. APJ goes with no, uh, but Tom Downey burner accounts is true. Uh, truth for Tommy. True, true, true. So most of the comments are saying that true. And listen, this is a this is not really what I mean. In part, it is about what you know, but the NFL has always been identified as a who-you-know business as well. I would like to see Jason Garrett try to maybe coach, coach in college. I think that he could be a special coach in the college football world. It is such a different animal, of course, because of recruiting and things like that. But honestly, you, you listen to Des Bryant talk about, you know, Jason Garrett, and you might have assumed that he he's a terrible player coach, but mostly we hear positive things about Jason Garrett from the players. Ezekiel Elliott talked about him as well today, and he had positive things to say. I do believe that the Cowboys players mostly throughout most of his career were fighting and playing for him. Des Bryant, of course, disagrees. I don't know if you saw this, by the way, on Twitter, but he tweeted out, and I found this to be very interesting, he tweeted out, uh, 
Let me see if I can find it real, really quick. Kadarius Tony, you will get to experience the love and joy for football throughout your career. And then someone tweeted to him, so you don't like him. And Brian replied, never respected his philosophy towards players and the game. He did start that tweet off by saying, great dude. But hey, uh, you know, mostly I think he was a very respected coach from the player's perspective. But I think he will find his way back into coaching. I do believe that. Richard says, yes, he will, but not as offensive coordinator, maybe quarterback coach. And hey, he might he might be able to pull it off as a quarterback coach. Dallas Junk says, true, he will go to the Eagles. Darius says, probably in the AFC. Stevie Mack says something similar, I think, as, a, as an assistant or quarterback coach. That might happen. Burl Killer goes, Houston needs a coach. And Shane Carter, ADC Sports Dallas writer, says, Hugh Jackson is still coaching. Rod Marinelli is still coaching. I don't see why not. It's about a who you know business. And it is, you know, overall just position coaching, coordinators, head coaches, they'll have so, so, so different jobs that he might actually do a good job on another team. I think the bad one on that team is Daniel Jones, says Fernando Quintana. Honestly, it might be I'm not high on Daniel Jones, but, you know, this movement, this movement is going to, this move from the, from the Giants side really, you know, turns the clock on Daniel Jones. Maybe buys him some time. Of course, the Giants are not likely to have a lot of options this offseason in terms of making a change at quarterback. We know that the quarterbacks that are coming to the NFL in next year's draft, it is not a very strong class, but also Daniel Jones has had some issues. And listen, think about the fumbles, think about the interceptions. That's all execution, in my opinion. So maybe a change at offensive coordinator. And in this case, Freddie Kitchens is expected to step up as the interim offensive coordinator. And in my opinion, maybe he will call the place for, for the Giants. Maybe that serves Daniel Jones. And I agree with what Fernando is saying in the chat, but I'm not entirely sure how much he will... Uh, how much time this gets Daniel Jones at, for the Giants. I do think that he's not the long-term answer for, for New York, though. Burner account says that's not just the NFL, but life in general. It's not what you know, but who you know. I think Burner there has a point. I still can't forget, says Beryl Killer, when he iced ba Bailey and we lost to the cards in it. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a frustrating time to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Anyways, before I leave you guys tonight, one last question. And we talked about this briefly on last night's show. We talked about Dak Prescott and his odds to win the MVP. Right now, he's not the favorite. Right now, the, leading, the leader in the NFL is Tom Brady at number one. Then at number two, you have Josh Allen. And then at third, you have three players tied in the betting markets in order to win the MVP. That is Matthew Stafford from the Rams. We have lost some games recently. Recently got blown out by the 49ers, actually, in Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers just lost to the Vikings. So, you know, a little bit of an asterisk in his resume in terms of the MVP race. And finally, Dak Prescott, who has lost two out of his last three games with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, my question for me to you guys is, who's most likely to win the MVP? Stafford, Rodgers, or Prescott? This is where the question gets interesting, in my opinion. 
I would not bet on Tom Brady and I would not bet on Josh Allen. They might be the favorites. I don't think that there's a lot of value on them, though. I think that, and we were talking about this on the ADC Sports chat earlier today, and someone mentioned the guy that will get the MVP award in the NFL will be whoever is the quarterback of the team that ends up at the top of the NFC. And I think that is true. At this point, I don't think that there's a lot more to go to, you know, Of course, anything can happen in late November and in December. And even in the first two weeks of January, not that we're talking about a 17-game season, we kind of forget about that. And if any quarterback ends strong, he, he's going to get the MVP, right? But if they continue this trend of none of them really excelling and none of them raising their hands and saying, I am the true MVP of this 2021 season, I think that it will go to whoever is the quarterback of the best team in the NFC. Because I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is going to be a legit candidate in the MVP award when we get to December. I don't think that will be the case just because he's a running back, not because I hate Jonathan Taylor or anything like that. But this question of who is more likely to win the MVP might also be a question on who is more likely to end up as a number one team in the NFC. Will it be the Rams, the Packers, and the Cowboys. And of course, I'm not ruling out the other players here. I am mentioning Stafford, Rodgers, or Prescott because the three of them are tied at third in the MVP odds. So I will go with Dak Prescott for my answer. I still have the Cowboys as my favorites in the NFC, to be honest with you guys. Respect to the Cardinals, though. I'm not sure, about, well, I'm not sure what to think about the Cardinals. Jessica goes with Rodgers. Burner account goes with Rodgers. Tends to be given to teams with great records. Carlos Tarango says, I didn't press go to because he was younger and I hope he will, will be to the Raiders. Uh, I'm a little bit confused there. Uh, did I miss a comment, a previous comment for context? Maybe I did. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but I would leave for it to be Dak. Gregory goes with Dak Prescott. Michael Parsons says TV Mac, of course, as a joke. Hey, I do wonder if, if Michael Parsons, and we talked about this, I think, last week, and I was a little hesitant about it, and I still am. But hey, can you imagine Michael Parsons winning Defensive Player of the Year? That would have been awesome. Remember Adrian Peterson, Mauricio, says Tommy. And I know he was, he, he was a running back. But, you know, the Adrian Peterson season was so specific. And, and I don't know that we will see... That again. But I, Tommy has a point. Hey, Adrian Peterson won the MVP as a running back. Richard says Dak should get it. But if he doesn't get the MVP, he should definitely get the comeback player of the year. And I've said this before, and I will say it again. The only way that I think Dak doesn't get the comeback player of the year is if he gets seriously hurt again. And for example, misses the rest of the season. Otherwise, I don't see how he loses it, to be honest with you guys. Uh... What up, Go Cowboys, says Miller. Shout out to Miller. Thank you for joining the show. Shane Carter says, Dak has been objectively better than Stafford, but he's in a sexier market and is showing how wasted he was in Detroit. I would love it if Matthew Stafford gets the MVP as well. Of course, assuming that the Rams get back on track and win out, for example, or something like that. Tommy says, Micah is your real MVP. So anyways, guys, 
that will be it for me tonight here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I appreciate you joining the show. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content. More articles from Colt Patterson, from Shane Carter, Adam Holt, Ian and Alec Cash, who also do a tremendous job covering the Dallas Mavericks. Make sure you check that out at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Feral Killer says, I'm not happy with anything but the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust. Hey, listen, I understand that. Let's see what the Cowboys do on Thursday. Let's try to get them back on track before, though. And we'll talk more about this tomorrow night. We usually do that on Thursdays, but tomorrow we will have betting the Cowboys. We will have the game prediction in blind recap fashion, as always, here on Primetime. And we will also have one cool thing. So it will be a packed show tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you think about your one cool thing. And make sure you comment it on tomorrow's show here in Primetime. Thank you guys for joining me. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Hope you have a great Tuesday night. I'm watching Dune. I'm watching the Dune movie in a few minutes. So wish me luck. I have not... I know I'm a little bit late to it, but I'm really wondering how awesome it is because I've seen some very good reviews on it. Also, thank you to Tom Downey's burner account for the good luck on the exams. We might need it. Now, I'm kidding. I, I usually nail my exams. I, I'm pretty good at them. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez, your ADC Sports Dallas primetime host. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.